everyone, and welcome to another episode of Zing This. You got me. Careful. This suit costs more than your education. Zinger. And me. It always looks this way, Ellie. <laughs> and you got me. Randomly inserted gymnastics, Berg. Oh, perfect. And we're joined by a very special guest. Uh, <laughs> life <laughs> finds a way, Chris Cogswell. <laughs> Welcome, welcome back, uh, the mad scientist himself. Welcome back to Zingness. It is a pleasure to have you on. It is great to have you talk about uh, the the lost world with us. So, um, we're, we're we're you excited to be able to talk about this film? I am so excited. Oh my god, I love Jurassic Park films so so much. Oh, perfect. We should have had you on for Jurassic Park three then, but we <laughs> are going to make someone else suffer for that. So. On, on that note, I want to get to our three favorite moments from this film. And, of course, we're going to do this. Uh, just, you know, list off your three. So, you know what, Ellie? We're going to have you, Eric, Chris, then myself go. So, Oh, you're going to have me go first? Yes. What are your top three moments from this film? Um, I would say probably, first off, just the fact that um, Goldblum's back in it. So just the character of Ian yes, Malcolm. Yes, just I love him. Um, he's I'm I'm glad that he was you know a main character in this film. A lot of times with sequels, you don't have the pleasure of always having your favorites back. So him would be one. Um, two, I love the just that whole interaction scene where they bring the baby um, T Rex back, mm-hmm. and they're just trying to help it, <laughs> but then it causes. Chaos. everything to be worse yes um just the whole thing with her falling and the the intenseness of the the glass starts cracking and you're like oh my god how are they gonna save her um just and the poor guy getting eaten and yeah eddie yes undeserved death yes. but i'll get to that later <laughs> yeah um so just that that whole scene was just really fun and then again i i feel like the just the when they first get to the island and the two new people seeing the dinosaurs for the first time. It's mm-hmm. just always fun to see that scene where they're like, oh my god, this is actually real. Um, so, yeah, those would be mine for this one. All right. I said I was next, all right? I thought you said yeah. Eric, but maybe. Okay. I don't Eric, I can't go ahead. remember. Okay. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I think it was me, but I can't remember. But anyway, so I'll go ahead and go. Um, so I definitely overlap with Ellie, the, the scene with the, the baby T-Rex and the trailer hanging over the side of the cliff and everything. That is like edge of your seat. It, no matter what qualms I had with this movie, that scene like always is like edge of your seat. It's still still really good, really exciting. Um, I love the opening scene to the movie. Like when there's this, this very rich family that just is like, oh, let's have a nice luncheon on the, the beach. And then the little girl's getting attacked by the copies. Um it's kind of shocking, and uh, I, I like it, and it goes into the <laughs> one of my favorite transitions in all of moviedom where the woman screams, and then it cuts to Jeff Goldblum yawning uh, in, a, in, a, <laughs> in front of a poster. This so is, is good. So ridiculous. It's so ridiculous that I'm like, I love how like shocking that is, and then it just goes to that. Um, and then as the, as the big fan of kaiju movies and Godzilla and everything, I just love the whole San Diego sequence. It's stupid and it has no reason to be in the movie, but I still love it just because of my love for for kaiju movies. So yeah, and I remember yeah. I forgot about the scene when when I watched it where they pan to like a group of Asians. I have yes. something on that. <laughs> so yeah, I have something on that. If everyone remembers from our Jurassic Park record, I said that there was a follow up to the. Godzilla stuff, but I will get to that after we do our top three moments. Okay. Uh, so for mine, two of mine have been stolen, so my third one is the only one remaining pure at the moment. Um, the first time we see Ian Malcolm is one of my favorite moments. Just the, as as Eric said, the transition <laughs> to him yawning in front of like a picturesque picture in the background it's and then like the, an island type, yeah, yeah. And, and then the whole interaction with him and that that, that guy the one that's like snapping at him and everything yeah. i legitimately think that happened to jeff goldblum and he's like i got a great idea for a scene in this movie <laughs> because it, it it's so like i i take it by like an actor 
Like that, that that's such an actor situation for somebody, I think. But I I, I like that whole transition and transaction thing with them. Um, the San Diego attack. Eric is right. That is no business being in the movie, but it's great. <laughs> and um, I'm I'm cheating here because my favorite character is actually my favorite moment from the movie too. The character of Roland, the bald hunting mm-hmm. big game hunter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just enjoy his character throughout the movie. Like, he's not a bad guy. He's just kind of there to get what he wants and then leaves from the movie. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed him as a character. Um, Vince Vaughn character kind of almost is, is a close second place, but I'll get to that later. Um, no, I just, I just like Roland as a character and everything and being this just big game hunter that's out for one thing, one thing alone. He gets it and then pieces out from the movie instantly. So... That's what I liked. Those are my top three moments. But I have, as Eric, some stuff to probably complain about. Um, <laughs> Chris, what about you? What are your three favorite moments from this movie? So yeah, a lot of a lot of my favorites are definitely ones that were mentioned already. Like I love the yeah the compies, the compies getting the girl at the beginning was always such a terrifying scene for me as a kid, and one of my just one of my absolute absolute favorites. I really like the. I like the ending where they turn it into a nature preserve. <laughs> like I always I always sort of thought like I remember even as a kid watching that and being like, Well that's stupid. Like shouldn't they go kill all the dinosaurs? Like I don't know. <laughs> seems really dumb. Like, you know. Um so that's kind of a funny one. I think another part that I really like too that's sort of Again, just sort of a as an adult watching back. I love these movies because you can kind of watch them as an adult and realize all the plot holes that existed oh, so that many. weren't there. <laughs> so, one you know one of the most glaring ones for me at least is that uh, Ian Malcolm's girlfriend is already on the island without telling him. Yeah, how does that and, like, work? Yeah, if, if I order a pizza without telling my wife, like you know, it, it's like you know, as someone who's married and in a relationship with somebody or even just like even just like friends with somebody um if you're gonna make like a huge decision that affects the two of you you talk about it beforehand you know what i mean so that was a really funny one that they were just like oh yeah we're gonna we're gonna do that and then also i just think it's so it's so funny this whole um it's something that again we're gonna kind of talk about i think in the in the section here where we talk about stuff that's different than the book but you know, the fact that the it just it transports to another member of the Hammond family and that becomes kind of a, a recurring thing, you know? It's like this it's like this kind of consistent, you know, like they're the Frankensteins, you know? Yeah. And so it always it always goes back to a Hammond who, you know, doesn't learn from the mistakes of their latest relative to be eaten by a dinosaur. <laughs> They're like, no, I'm the Hammond that'll crack this whole this whole uh, <laughs> dinosaurism thing, and it's like, you're the next Hammond to become uh, T Rex food. Um, so I'm going to mention this now because I've I've I've, I've talked about it, um, and on the last one, the last one of these, we talked about you know Godzilla's influence on Jurassic Park and everything. Well, there is a scene, of course, in this where the T Rex is rampaging through San Diego. One scene shows Japanese businessmen fleeing, but here's the thing. The IMDb notes say that one of them states, this is why I left Japan. Hmm. The version I watched, they didn't say that. Yeah. Ellie, what about you? I don't remember that. Yeah, anybody saying anything, but I could have missed it. Eric? Uh, yeah, I, I... It's one of those things where, like, I feel like I have seen that but then i'm like when i've watched it i haven't so i'm like is this sort of a, a mandela effect thing mm-hmm. so but what, apparently it exists so what, what, what about you because I, like I said i've i've remembered the scene of them fleeing but i don't remember any of them saying anything i i don't remember anything that kind of campy happening i wonder if maybe they I wonder if maybe they say that, like, is it in English that they say well, it, or is I'm it in like, Japanese? Maybe it might have been in Japanese, and, yeah. like, I I know I don't know Japanese no. enough to, to have been able to be like, oh, there. 
Um, but no, I mean, it's it's just something that, that is mentioned on here, and this and the side note to it is this hints that Godzilla shares the same universe as Jurassic Park franchise. So <laughs> I just found that that would be amusing, but I wanted it's to point of, that out now. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty pretty hilarious. I don't, yeah, I I don't know. I don't remember that. I'm sure my mom in her basement has a VHS copy of this movie from the time that like is heavily you know heavily destroyed or tracked at this point that we could go find <laughs> double check if we can find a VCR <laughs> well, in the world well that, that that's already different difficult enough to do apparently there are a few different versions of the movie where it has like a few extra scenes here and there there was like one that was a made for TV one that had a sure. different cut and then apparently the uh 2000 UK DVD double box set had some extra stuff as well so maybe it wasn't one of those that but i mean it's it's one of those things that like you can cut from one cut of the movie and it would like the 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 asian men running were there it's just maybe they just didn't say it in the main version of this i just wanted to point that one out though because i found it amusing and then when i went and watched it i saw him and i was like oh they didn't say anything weird huh so next i want to get to is when was the first time you saw this movie. So we're going to go in the same order again, which would be Ellie. When was the first time you saw Jurassic Park? I saw the Lost it in the World. theater. You saw it in the theater. So back in 1997, you went into a theater. You got a large pop. You got a T-Rex-sized popcorn. <laughs> yeah, whatever promotional item they I, had. I was going to say, I don't think they had a promotional <laughs> item, but Eric will correct me on that if <laughs> That's they did. a little... Um, I remember seeing it, but that was a little, little far-fetched for me to remember that much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So, you you saw this in theaters. All right. Um, Eric, what about you? Yep, same. I saw the movies with my dad and my sister and one of my sister's friends. Um, And I just remember going, like, opening night and getting that T-Rex-sized popcorn. And Mm. uh, probably probably Pepsi, I think that's what our theater had. And, uh, yeah. And I remember thinking it was awesome at the time. Yeah. but, you know, like to tell myself the thirteen year old me didn't have great taste. So. I, I you know what? We'll 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 touch back on that in a second. Yeah. Um for me, I believe I saw this in the theater. I have no like definite memory of like seeing it in the theater, but I feel like I did. I feel like I saw this and three in the theater. Like from the original trilogy of these. I I, I feel like I did. I just can't point to, like, any definitive memory of it. Because our theater where I grew up was not super big, so it basically was like watching it on a large TV screen at someone's house. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I, I remember I remember this movie coming out. I remember being very excited about it. Uh, as I said with the first one, I know I didn't see that one in theaters, but I'm pretty sure I saw this one. Uh, Chris, what about you? Did you go so, get that T-Rex-sized popcorn? I sure did, man. I, it's actually funny. Mm. I think I've seen... I'm pretty certain I've seen every Jurassic Park in theaters except for the first one. Oh, um, which I would have been like too, too young to have seen. And I, like, I've stuck through this. I have stuck through this uh, series, even through the real stinkers. <laughs> um, so you know, I really love this movie. But yeah, it's it's a. Um, I do remember seeing it. I remember during the scenes with the the scenes with the Velociraptors. I was absolutely terrified, and I I remember I have a very vivid memory of lifting my feet up in the theater like off the floor because I was so I was like oh my god they're gonna they're, they're gonna get me <laughs> awesome. I, I was straight I was straight terrified oh my god okay Chris for a second I want you to describe the inhuman amount of strength you had to be able to pull to pull your feet from that sticky ground though. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's just ridiculous. My my legs have never recovered really. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So this, I'm I'm gonna use the biggest quotation fingers I possibly can. This movie is technically based on a book. And I say technically <laughs> because they do share a name. Kind yeah, of. <laughs> they do share a name, and Spielberg was sort of like, hey. Michael Crichton, why don't you write another book so I can keep making these movies? Michael Crichton was like, cool. So, the book came out, I'm double-checking this, because I know that years are not something I have, like, devoted to memory. Um, I think it was 94 or 5. It was 95. 95. 
And the movie came out in 97. Yep. So not a lot of time. Um, actually, late 95. It was uh, September 8th of 1995, right before my birthday. Um, but on that note, have people here read the book? Um, Ellie, looking at you first. No. All right. Um, Eric. Yes, I did. You did. Was it recently? I did read the book. Uh, no, it was... So on the on the Jurassic Park episode, I mentioned that um, my my in tenth grade, my teacher, uh, my biology teacher, had this thing where it was like every six weeks you, there were like a there was like a series of projects you could do, or you could read a book from like a list of books and do like a kind of little debrief with her. And so I would just do that. And I and Jurassic Park was one of them, and then the Lost World was one. And I was like, oh, I want to read the Lost World too. So I did it for that. So that would have been three years after the movie came out, which would have been. 21 years ago <laughs> from right now. Wolf. <laughs> um, oh my goodness. So for me, I have, of course, I, I own the book. I did read it when I was younger, but I have more memories of the audiobook because I audiobook everything. Uh, use our audible, um, audibletrial.com slash thing this. Um, but no, I mean, you I... could have said that a little bit louder. I'm, I'm going to do a full promo later. Okay. I, I, <laughs> our, our ads are subtle. They're in there. They're, they're like, wait, what did he whisper? I got to go back and listen to it. See? See? It's, it, it's subliminal. Yes. Um, no, I mean, I, I, I enjoy the book. The book and the movie are have similar themes and similar characters and has a lot less Ian Malcolm, like, strung out on um, morphine. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, through, like, I'm pretty sure it's like 50% of the book. He's just strung out on morphine and also is somehow alive despite the fact that he died in the previous book. Well, he doesn't, he doesn't die. It's, it's implied that he dies, but he's just kind of alive in the next book. So yeah. 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 Cause they surprise. Yeah. They, they basically are like, Oh yeah, he, he didn't make it. And then the, and then I think in Lost Worlds where he points out, he's like, oh, yeah, I was basically dead, but I they, they kind of, I came around. So it's like, yeah. uh, you want more in that? Nope. Um, like I said, the book, <laughs> the movie are vastly different. Uh, I, I'm sure we could do an entire episode devoted to that. Ellie will fall asleep, though, so we have to avoid that. That's okay. Uh, I have Legos. Cool. So on the side note of that, our next thing we're going to bring up is what parts from the book would you like to have them would you like for them to add it to the movie? So for us who have read, Ellie, I'm sorry, you're not included in this conversation. You can say whatever you want, but... Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, so, Eric, I'll have you go second after me. Um, the color change... I mean, the camouflage dinosaurs. There are... Um, oh, it's, it's, it's the one dinosaur with the horn. The one horn on the end. It's the carnivorous one, and I cannot remember what they're called. It's a Carnotaurus. Carnotaurus, thank you. Uh, the there, there's Carnotaurus in the book that like can basically blend into the like their surroundings. Like they always have perfect camouflage. Nowhere in this movie. Yeah. So that's I mean on on the list of a million different things that is something cool that I wish they would have added. Which they technically did in a later movie, but we'll talk about that when we get to that movie. Berg, what about you? Um. Yeah. So I. So, like I said, I read this in the year 2000, so it's been 21 years since I since I read it. That said, uh, of the few things I remember from... I, do, I remember them being vastly different, but the Carnotaurus, I distinctly remember that. Because I remember them talking about how they turned the lights off and they could see, like, the mark of the window mm -hmm. where his skin was. I distinctly remember that, which was cool. Um, I remember the character of Arby, because Arby's. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then, honestly... I, I, the uh them just ending at the not going to san diego like there's no san diego rampage at the end again add, add that by taking that out of the movie there we go so add in uh color changing dinosaurs take out the scene and add in arby's add, add just them eating at an arby's at the end of the movie <laughs> yes it's like ian malcolm and and the carnotaurus and they're at arby's That's and a they're eating the big montana <laughs> I I was about to say it would be perfect to show like the T-Rex going in for a bite and it transitions once again to Ian Malcolm taking a bite of a big Montana there's your yep. sponsorship uh, Chris how about you man yeah you know it's funny one thing I wish they had really kept from 
Like, I, first off, I think the first one should have ended with Hammond thinking about his next park and then getting eaten by the dinosaurs like happened in the book. Amen. Um, that's, like, so much, such a better, you know, again, it kind of closes the loop on this being, like, a modern-day version of Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. It's such yeah. a perfect ending. Um, I think this one actually had a pretty good ending to the book, like you were saying, where the dinosaurs, it, it basically comes out that the 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 engineers had, um, the engineers had designed into the dinosaurs, uh, prion diseases of the brain. Mm. So basically all of the carnivorous ones were fed prion disease, um, or, or sheep and cattle and stuff with prion diseases. And so that basically like a prion disease is like a, it's like spongy brain diseases. And so like mad cow. Mm -hmm. So the basic idea would, would be that they would – the dinosaur's lifespan was significantly shortened. And so basically the book ends basically saying like all the dinosaurs are going to die. <laughs> and so there is, you know, there is no chance for like a, you know, a next movie and there's no rampage in San Diego and that kind of silliness. And another thing too I think that would have been really cool in this, like – the first, the first book in this book, and by the way, so I've read, I read, I reread these books like every couple years because mm -hmm. they're favorites of mine from from being a kid and, and everything else. Um, that they like the one of the themes about this, like in the movie, they really harped on the idea of like chaos theory and like you know life finds away and like all that kind of crap, <laughs> and that's all kind of silly and dumb and whatever. But in the in the books. Although there is an aspect of the chaos theory sort of thing in Ian Malcolm's character, part of his larger like critique of the of the book is or the the camp I should say or kind of the you know the park is that part of that chaos theory is that you can't just make technology like this and expect it to stay bottled up in your area. You know, and, and that does and it doesn't mean kind of I think what in the movie it gives out, which is this idea that like the dinosaurs will travel to another island or whatever. It's literally like if you, once you do it, other people will do it. And so even if you are the most moral company in the world who advances this technology, another more less moral company is gonna come along and do this too. So if you've developed something that can be used as a weapon someone else is going to inevitably do what you've tried to do. And the books really kind of push that, right? Like you have this whole other company, um, Biosyn, right? Which like, you know, Biosyn, like, oh my God, what a, wow, what a great name. Um, you know, you have this whole other company that like is, is tr you know, tr sabotage the first plant, right? So Biosyn, the guy, Dodson. Dodson, we got Dodson here. Yeah, Dodson here, because you know what he cares. In the movie, Dodson is just, like, a throwaway character. But in the books, Dodson is, like, super important. Like, he's the leader of this other group. Um, he's their main geneticist, right, uh, who is trying to go and get, get InGen's technology. And so in the first book, like, he's responsible for, um, you know, Nedry, like, sabotaging the plant and or sabotaging the island and everything else. And then in this one, he's responsible for, again, like, going to this island after reports of dinosaur attacks and trying to steal the genetic material and utilize it. So it's a, I, I don't know, that whole aspect of, like, sabotage and it's really the, the dinosaurs aren't, like, in these, in the movies, the dinosaurs are, like, the bad guys. Mm -hmm. But in the books, the humans are the bad guys. Yeah. As as in everything they should be. Um, mm -hmm. No, I mean it. This, this this movie I noticed has moments where um, they like spout out. Like the first movie definitely has more of the science floating around in it. This movie has people saying scientific stuff in the background every now and then. Right. Yeah. Uh, they, the, the whole the whole comment about the if if you, if you observe some the whole scientific method of if you and Chris I know you're going to say this ten times better than I am but I'm going to attempt it. <laughs> the whole um, if you observe something you thereby affect it. So there's no way to observe like the scientific method is flawed because observing is affecting the outcome. Okay, Chris, yeah. go 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 ahead and say it better now. No, you no you you basically you basically said it perfectly. I mean, the idea is that 
if you want to study, like in this book, so in the book and in the movie too, the character of Dr. Sarah Harding, who in the movie is played by like, uh, oh my God, what's her name? She's also in, she's also in Hannibal, which is another favorite movie book series of mine. Julian um, Moore. Yeah, there we go. Um, she plays the worst version of uh, of Clarice Starling on yeah. film. But anyways, um, although maybe not the worst one. I think they're doing a new mo- a new TV show soon, so we'll see how that goes. Anyways, um, they, yeah, like basically, so she's a she's an animal behaviorist, and also not his actual girlfriend. They're like they're like fighting. They're like former boyfriend girlfriend. Yeah, which is why she gets convinced by Malcolm to get on the book. So again, whatever. Anyways, um. Yeah, her. So the whole point there is like, if you're trying to understand how animals, like you recreate an animal that is out of time, and and has no place in the world right now, and you're putting it there and trying to like understand how it would react in the real world, but their world is dead. All of the conditions that they had are gone. You know, even like CO2 levels back in the Jurassic period or the period of time where these dinosaurs would have existed, the, the, the air itself was composed differently. Like there was different air composition. So like all these different, all of these things are so different that this kind of complex testing is impossible because there's so many other things occurring there. And basically like they, they simplify it to say like, they simplify it in the sense that they're saying if you observe something, you already are affecting it because you can't you can't observe a system as it normally exists if it exists without observation. So if you're like measuring the temperature of something, you're you are introducing a thermometer which normally isn't part of the system. So you're changing it. Right? And it's and that's kind of the general idea. And again, it's one of the more kind of philosophical, like the books make the books make Ian Malcolm make great points consistently over and over again, the movies turn him into like a, a douchebag. And a quip you know, like He's just, oh, yeah. he's like, he's like math James Dean. And you're like, I don't care about, you know, <laughs> you know, you in the, in the books, he comes across as like super intelligent and like a really interesting character. And in the movies, he's just like, you know, one of those jerks you, you meet at a first year philosophy course. <laughs> Who's like, you know, <laughs> this table isn't real, man. You know, you're like, you know, that kind of stupid stuff. So, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty fun. Uh, thank, thank you for for the much better explanation than I would have ever been able to do on that. And and yes, I I do agree that that this movie took the science and filled its quota with quips instead, because there's a lot of them, and it's not just Vince Vaughn. Speaking of that, I want to move to favorite characters. Ellie, favorite character in the movie. I just think he, I, I, know I, I, I know who you're going to yeah. say, but so, go ahead and say it. Um, Ian Malcolm. And why? Because he's just funny. He's just, it's, I like that he's a douche, but I, I haven't read the book. So, I mean, you know, I might appreciate that character version of him better if I read the books. But just in the movie, I just, I think he's funny and he's, I don't know. It's cool. Go ahead. Uh, so I, was about, I was about to say, the, the, the way you're like, yeah, he's cool. He is cool. I love him. Like, the look you're giving has a leather jacket on. That's yeah. how cool See, the look you're giving. Cool. All right, Eric, <laughs> you're up next. Do you want, are, you wear, are you wearing a leather jacket with your look, too? Oh, of course I am, because, I mean, he, it's, it's Ian Malcolm. That was, that's going to be my answer, too, because the other characters are just, like, in most of these movies, are just throwaway characters for me. Like, none of them stick out. Like, I completely forgot Vince Vaughn was even in this movie. So, I um, always remember Vince Vaughn's in this movie because it's, like, a fun, I swear, like, pub room trivia thing of <laughs> what Jurassic Park movie was Vince Vaughn in? Everyone's going to be like, oh, right. he was, like, was in like, Lost what? World or something as, like, a narrator. Yeah, no. It's like every time I get done watching this movie, uh, I get the Men in Black flash thing, and then it specifically erases that he was in this movie, because then every time I see it, I'm like, oh, wait, that's right, Vince Vaughn's in this. Um, I'm surprised I'm still talking about it right now. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, I gotta go Egan, Egan, Ian Malcolm, because uh, he's like, because it's Jeff Goldblum, and Jeff Goldblum is great, and he's watching you poop. That is from something, isn't it? It's a meme. Oh, right. It's a meme. Um, as much as I like Ian Malcolm, as much as I like Jeff Goldblum, I gotta say, Roland, the big game hunter guy, it's just 
like, like I said, he's, as I said, with my favorite moments, he's in there, he gets what he needs to do done, and he pieces out of the movie. He is the smartest character in this movie. Because he is like, yeah, I'm not involved in any of this. Like, Ian, Sarah could have completely left. Actually, Vince Vaughn character does vanish during the third act, like a smart person would. But no, everyone else just stays around, so I'm staying with Roland. Um, even though I think Ian Malcolm's great, but the quip count in this movie is exceedingly high. Chris, do you have um, leather jacket glasses on as well? <laughs> I think actually it's funny. I think my favorite character is probably... like I, Yeah, I love Ian Malcolm. He's, he's my favorite character in the book by far. I actually think in this movie, which is weird, I really liked the daughter um which i can't remember her name in this but in the book she she's actually two characters um yeah because they amalgamate them together for the movie i'm looking yeah up. in the movie she's played by uh she's played by someone who's also inherited the spy which was like also another favorite movie of mine as a kid but uh yeah she's she's actually i think Kelly. really good Kelly? Kelly, yeah, yeah, Kelly's. Kelly. There we go. Yeah, Kelly's. Kelly sounds right. Yeah. So I, I actually think that's a really good one. Um, I, I thought she was a good character in this. And in the first movie, I thought the kids were like really dumb. And in, in, in pre, in subsequent movies, the kids are dumb and suck. But <laughs> in this one, I thought she was okay. She was pretty good. Kelly Curtis. Um, and Curtis is spelled with a C, not a K. So it's not alliteration. So she, we can safely say she was <laughs> not created by Stan Lee. Um, and also <laughs> deep cut with the Harriet the Spy reference. Oh, so good! I, Such a good movie, man. Like, I mean, this 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 is elements of the '90s. That like just saying that is instant '90s into my head. So thank you for that. Um, no, I I just like I said, it's, it's always good to do favorite favorite um, characters and everything. But now we get on to the stars of the movie, the dinosaurs. We have some new ones to choose from from last time. Stegosaurus wasn't in the previous movie, so we got that. But who's everybody's favorite dinosaur? Ellie. Are you looking through your notes? <laughs> I was like, ooh, I <laughs> forgot about this one. Yes, you did. Um, dinosaur. Do, 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 do you want to do, do the one like Roland did towards like the the Pompadour, the, the Elvis? Yeah. His, his descriptions, by the way, I think that's the other reason I was sold on that character watching it this time. Well, yeah, because he was like, uh, I'm just that gonna one. throw away. Yeah, this, yeah, th this throw away that sheet. Just yeah, like that one, the, the the pompadour, the, the the red, the Elvis. Get him. Right. Um, come back to me in a few minutes. Eric is up next. Then. I love the compies. I think they're cool. I love their these tiny little dinosaurs that kind of go in a pack and eat little girls. That sounds weird. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. Um, <laughs> Eat lost no, men in the woods? I, 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 <laughs> I, I do think they're pretty cool uh, little dinosaurs. I like the copies. Um, and I mentioned them because I like that scene. And I like them, I think, because of that scene uh, at the beginning. All right. I'm going to point this out because we haven't yet. And I feel like there's somebody waiting for us to not point this out so they can be like, aha. Um, as somebody who has read the books... The first book actually starts with a compi attack. So this scene from this movie actually happens in the first book because the dinosaurs are actually getting off the island. That's a whole subplot that is completely cut from the movie. So right. there, I've mentioned it. You can still email us, though, to tell us what else we got wrong. Uh, for <laughs> me, Ellie, are you ready yet? She is not. For me, I'm going to go with, I'm, I'm, come on. The the T Rex. Oh I mean, come on, that's boring. The T the Raptors are barely in it. Get gymnastic kicked out of a window. The Compies apparently are are just going to be everyone's favorite. So I've got to pick something else. You know, I could say the Pterodactyls because they do make an appearance. They are kind of cool at the very end, and it's like where are yep. they the entire rest of the time? But I'm going to say the T Rex because it goes and does what everyone would love to do. Rampage through downtown San Diego at the wee hours of the morning where the population is still apparently out and about enough to, um, like, stampede and run away. I guess I'm ready. Okay, go ahead. I'll say the old man dinosaurs. The old man dinosaurs? Well, they, they look like they have, like, <laughs> the, a bald head with the, a Oh, you mean back. the one that has, like, the monk thing? The Parasaurolophus? The ones that headbutt? Yes, those are kind of fun. All right. 
So, yeah, those will be mine. Are they pachydermis? pachydermis. I, I was looking Pins at the picture and I still couldn't help you. That, that is kind of fun. That You know what? That is kind of fun, Zang. That's a great <laughs> dinosaur. And honestly, calling them the old man dinosaur, we all knew immediately what it meant. So, I mean, yes. <laughs> you were totally, completely correct. So I'm like, whatever. <laughs> all right, Chris, what about you? Favorite dinosaur from this movie? So I actually think my favorite dinosaur from this movie, I, man, I, I love the Velociraptors, even though they are ridiculous and they get kicked out of the window this time and they actually should have looked like giant birds. But, man, I can't get over the, the Velociraptors. are so good. Um, they're my favorite. I actually really like, too, in this one, the uh, they show, like, more kind of herbivores, like the Stegosaurus yeah. is in this one. Um, yeah, but, like, I actually remember having a velociraptor toy from this movie yeah that was like super sweet um and yeah the super fun another one too that i actually really liked in this one is the uh the pterodons um like they don't even in this one they don't get like a huge amount of like stuff going on with them but i always like in the books they have that scene where they go to like the aviary mm-hmm Right, and it's so scary, and we you don't see that in this movie, but you'll see it in the next one. But like, I can't wait for Phil Rude to be terrorized by it. It's so good. They're so scary. Yeah. Anyways, now for me, yeah. So for me, it's definitely got to be the. Uh, it's definitely got to be the the uh, raptors, um, the Nyanicus that are in this one. Thank you, thank you for what they are correctly adapted from, because Velociraptors are like the size of a goddamn chicken. Yeah, they're super. Oh, they're like they're they're basically the size of the campies. Yeah, yeah. They vol- velociraptors are smaller. Dinonychuses are actually the size of the velociraptors, but they felt it would be confusing to call them that, so they just said, "Oh, we're just going to use a different dinosaur name instead." Thereby yeah, making dinosaur nerds, as a kid like me, point that out and then immediately get a wedgie. So <laughs> the toy, the toy that I had too, by the way was super sweet. So I actually had, I had a couple of them. Mm. And so basically what it was, was like, I guess they thought this would be the cool part for kids was like, you could squeeze the legs and the Velociraptor would like open its mouth and, and make a noise. <laughs> but, um, for me, I always thought the funniest part was it had like a little, um, it had like a little genital mound, which was hilarious to me as a kid. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, look at this awesome toy. Finally, the realism I crave in my action figure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, okay, ex- excluding the genital mound. Another thing I really appreciated out of some of the Jurassic Park toys was like the battle damaged dinosaurs oh, where they like yeah. had like pieces of them that you could take off and it's like oh they're battle damaged oh it's so cool it's yeah, like it, so cool. it works with starships and stuff it's kind of weird when you're technically ripping apart an animal to be like battle damage because <laughs> it was like like an entire side of them sometimes for those toys um before we get to how well this movie has aged i would like to do a new segment so I'm, I'm, I'm surprising everyone because this was not on the list, but there are actually more deaths in this movie. Because as pointed out, there are only three deaths in the previous movie. Ian points out because no one actually, would Actually, I, I, I got something about that. I, I saw this as I was watching one of the things. He points out three and there were actually five. Because the yeah. worker so happened... Even he doesn't remember it. Dude, it was the worker. It was the worker, Nedry, Muldoon, Arnold, and um, the lawyer. Oh shoot! Yeah, and the lawyer, Gennaro. So yeah. there were five. Well, here... you know what they? The re- I chalked it up to. Here's the thing. I chalked it up to. They don't count the worker because that was kind of a separate thing, and then they probably never knew what happened to Nedry. Well, I mean, so. they um, Muldoon finds Ned like him and Ellie find Nedry, not our Ellie, the character Ellie. <laughs> Um, find Nedry, but yeah, they, 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 in the the movie, no, wait, no, they, oh crap. I'm thinking about the Jurassic Park, uh, telltale game. 
My bad. Oh, so yes, I was they. About to say, I was like, I was like, I do not remember them finding that. I, I, I am mixing up a part from the game and Which the scene where they fun, find. By the way. And the scene where they find Gennaro because I was like, oh yeah, because they say like parts from here, parts from over there. It's Gennaro. No one ha- knows what happens to Nedry, so that's why he doesn't count, and they don't count the park worker because he was unaware of that. Gotcha. So that's why yeah. he says three. Also, another fun fact. I know that we're all thinking about it. How did the T-Rex get out and eat all those sailors on that boat? Also, without causing any damage. Without causing any damage. (laughs) Very, very careful. Very careful stepping going on there. And then have the common courtesy to go back into his holding pen. Yes. (laughs) Apparently, apparently, it was the Velociraptors had also gotten on board, but they cut the scene explaining that the Velociraptors had gotten on board too. So I'm like, that's kind of a big plot hole to cut. <laughs> I was always Ow. wondering that too. Yeah, apparently that that was the explanation. Was the Velociraptors got a, there? There's a few raptors on board. Those are what attacked and kind of ate the people. Okay. The T Rex chased them down into the hold, and that's how they got him in the hold. Apparently, that's why you don't hmm. see any. It's it's really dumb, and I'm sure it's somebody doing that like years later, going, "Oh crap, this new thing called the internet is." Rage Against Us. Anyways, the new segment I want to do is Best Worst Death. I, I it's, 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 kind, it's kind of weird to say favorite death because it sounds morbid, but everyone's favorite death. Ellie, who died the worst <laughs> in your most favorite way? I mean, I was very happy for the one guy that fell down the... The, the, the baby T-Rex took him out? Oh, no. you're talking about the guy that got attacked by all the compies. The bad guy, yeah. Yeah, the one who was shocking them. And it's like, now they yes, know. Yes, yes. That's my, I was, that was justice served. So Perfect. Yes. Uh, Eric, you're up next. Favorite death. I, I think my favorite death was actually a dinosaur death. And that's the Velociraptor getting uh, gymnastic kicked into the the, uh, the rocks or the whatever it was that, that impaled it. Um, as much as I hate the whole gymnastic thing being added in there, I thought that was a very satisfying way to, to uh Make that Velociraptor go out. All right. Um, that is a good one. I never said it had to be. And, and good Zingness rule breaking. Because I never said it had to be a human death. It's not so. rule breaking. You didn't say it, it isn't. Be. It isn't. But I, I okay. love the way he, he does the Zingness customary fudging the rules. All right. So mine is the, um, is the cowboy hat wearing paleontologist that's out there who gets uh, once again there's a lot of undeserved death in this movie like people that like characters that that you expect to die don't get like the worst death but then the nice characters that do the great stuff like the one guy earlier um eddie eddie's death is completely undeserved for him he did nothing but help out so it's showing that this movie is heartless in its way but the paleontologist that gets the snake that goes down his shirt and then freaks out and then gets eaten by the T-Rex. And then somehow Malcolm just runs into the waterfall. I'm very confused <laughs> on the order of events that happened there. But yeah, he, he's the one that gets dragged out. You hear the crunch and then just blood through the waterfall. So that was that's my favorite in this one. Chris, what about you? I think my favorite, again, I love the compies. I think they're so... They are so... Underrated. Scary. They're underrated. Yeah, even on like lists of like the best deaths in Jurassic Park movies, the compy deaths are always like, eh, this is one out of ten or whatever. But it's like, dude, having little animals peck you to death or like bite you to death—that's so scary. Horrifying. So yeah. So I think the guy, um, the, the the one the one guy that Ellie said, the one that shot. Yeah, them. basically. Yeah. Whoever the that guy, is. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, that's that's to me the best one there. It's so good. It's so spooky and scary. All right, so we we have a few more things, but I think there's been a a sort of cloud looming over this that me and Eric have been, I guess, poking at. Of did we like this movie and has it aged well? So, Berg, do you want to tear off this bandaid or do you want me to? Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll I can I can start. Um, yeah, when I when I saw this at the movies, I I mean I I enjoyed it. I was thirteen years old. I mean, the more I've 
thought on it, the more I'm just kind of like, this was very much. So I feel like movies in the in the 90s, there was the kind of this midway point where like the first half of the 90s movies still had this sort of like, it was still carrying on the tradition of like adventures. Like it, movies had a very adventurous spirit to them. Uh, and then mid nineties, CGI really took off. And then everything after that became like this disaster movie thing. So whereas the first Jurassic Park was very subtle in its use of CG and made the dinosaurs seem like such a, a threat. I feel like once they got over this, you know, four years later, they got over this hump and it's like, let's put some really bad CG dinosaurs everywhere. <laughs> it just lost a lot of magic. And then seeing it for the first time in a while, um, just really kind of knocked home how much they relied on it this time. And I think if it wasn't Jurassic Park themed, it'd be like, oh, this is a pretty fun popcorn flick. But the fact that it was the follow up to just one of the most magical movies that I personally have ever seen and one of my favorite movies of all time, it just, it's, I think it's a huge letdown. I really do. Ellie? Do you have any opinions before you're 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 normally the, the pedantic individual on this show? Um, I mean, I, <clears throat> I, I think it's okay. I I like it. I I don't, but I'm not one to. I usually when I'm watching a movie, a lot of times I just watch the movie for the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't always like look at like how it was versus the book and how it was related to the other movies in the series. And you're also talking to someone that loves, like, the super crappy you're sci-fi right. channel movies. I shouldn't include you in these discussions. <laughs> so, um, I mean, is it the best movie ever? No, of course not. But, I mean, I enjoyed it. I When I watched it again, it's been a long time since I've watched it. But I, I thought it was fun. I, I don't, there's enough characters and it's, it's definitely, obviously, a different pace than the first one. Thank you. Um, but, you know, I, I still enjoyed it for what it was. So, I'm okay with it. So, as a kid, loved this movie. As a younger adult, loved this movie. As the person I am now, I enjoyed watching this again. I forgot how quippy the movie was. So, that was something that I was like, oh, wow, there's a lot more little subtle jokes in here all the time. That are kind of weird considering they're facing death. So... Whoever says that, oh, Marvel movies, they're, they're, they're too quippy in the middle of battle. It's like, go back and watch Lost World. They're like right. literally hanging <laughs> about to die. And the only things coming out of their mouth are what they want to order from McDonald's. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It's, 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 it, it is a good movie. Is it the best in the Jurassic Park franchise? No. Did it lose some of its magic between the two? Yes, because I would rather watch the first one over this one, personally, because I feel like it has more going on with it, where this one is just sort of seems like, hey, everyone want a new paycheck? Cool, we're going to do this. So, and I say that with knowing that there's a Jurassic Park 3 that we will have to discuss at some point soon. Unfortunately. (laughs) But I do dare say that maybe that one has more going on in it, at least with the characters, because I feel like this one had like a lot of times where it just seemed like they were moving characters from set piece to set piece. Yeah. Maybe that's just me. All right, Chris, do you have a rebuttal? I, you know... Or an agreeance. Yeah, the hard, so the hard thing with these movies, I think, is, is yeah, they have... There is a lot of difference in... There's a lot of difference in, like, the quality of the CGI. Mm-hmm. So, this movie, and I think as the movies go on, they stopped really focusing on, like, uh, practical effects and started moving more towards, you know, more towards those sort of CGI-style effects. So, I think that really, um, I think this one is aged okay. Not as well as the first one. The first one is still, like, yeah. I think the first one is still a masterpiece, but maybe that's just me being so in love with these movies. I, I, um, I agree with him. Ellie? But yeah. of yeah. of the movies, though, I'd say this is probably this is better than three. <laughs> I think it's a lot better than three. Um, and, Low bar yeah. to get over. <laughs> but yeah, it's not that's not exactly a huge bar, you know. So yeah, it, it's it's okay. It's still fun. I think if yeah. I was a kid, I think if I was a kid today watching it, I would be more. I think I would be much more. Um, what's the word? I think I would be really. 
it would the the badness of the CGI would hit me. You know what I mean? Uh. More. And so I don't know how I don't know how like it's like trying to watch um Star Wars today. You know? If you watch the like original cuts of Star Wars there where there isn't is there isn't really CGI, um those hold up pretty okay. Mm-hmm. But if you watch the like remastered versions with like terrible CGI from the nineties or the or the two thousands rather, it, it, it doesn't work. And I, so I kinda think the same thing happens with this, is because these ones were just CGI a lot of the time, it doesn't work as well. I yeah. would like to take a moment. Chris, I have known you for a while now. I've listened to your show, and I know for a fact you are out of the loop on most Star Wars stuff. I would like to congratulate you on making a perfect Star Wars reference. Killing it. Doing great right now. So I would like to thank you. That was amazing. Well done. He's living his best life. So happy. (laughs) Marie, Marie, actually, it's funny. On the show the other day, Marie was like, Marie was so excited. She was like, you made a Star Wars reference and it made sense. You're lear- I'm wearing off on you. You're learning so much. I can't even remember what I think. I, I think I made a reference to like midichlorians or something. And she was like, how did you know that? Oh man. I I'm, I'm so proud of you right now. Um, times. so I, I guess, I mean, this, this follows up with the, do you feel this is a must watch movie? And I, I had that more in there for the first movie. And I forgot to take it out for this list, but um, do you feel this is a must-watch movie, Ellie? And on the side note, Ellie, our youngest one did watch some of this with you. Did you, did it keep her attention? She was scared. Again? Yes. Oh well, I don't think three's gonna help her anymore with that. Yeah, um, I I did um, try to bring her in when I knew there were scenes where they were just kind of like. The dinosaurs were just running around and there was not chomping going on or anything like that. Um, sure, I I would say it's definitely, it deserves a watch. Um, I, I wouldn't say to not watch it just because you're used to newer stuff and you're used to the different graphic styles. Well, it's essential in the overarching story of Jurassic Park. I mean, <laughs> once they go to three, how are you going to know? Oh, wait, none of these characters come back hmm. yeah. but yeah i say it's deserving of at least a watch eric what, what about you sir um you know as much as i kind of poo-pooed on the movie i it's definitely worth a watch i still think it, you, you can have a good time with it and you you said the thing about the whole overarching thing but between the five movies that have been out and the sixth one that's coming out it is all part of the same universe so mm-hmm. i think it's definitely worth watching to kind of fill in the quote-unquote lore of the jurassic park world um so i mean it, it it's fun for that i think it would be fun like you've never seen these movies it'll be like oh hey it's Ian Malcolm again and then oh hey he came back again in a couple movies in that really bad jurassic world one um <laughs> so uh in the second the second one so uh yeah no i i definitely think it's worth a watch and it's still it, it has some genuinely fun parts in it so yeah watch it you won't like it as much i probably maybe you won't but for me you won't like it as much but it's 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 still fun and worth a watch. I I agree with Chris that I believe the first one's a more iconic movie in the fact of the CG the the graphic I mean the not graphics the um the way they shot that movie the way it was done the effects they used hold up far better than a lot of its contemporaries and even stuff that comes later. So I'm sure we'll get into with Jurassic Park three. We keep threatening that movie, so <sighs> it's gonna be fun when we get to it. Um. I, I agree with that. I feel this is a must-watch in the fact of it. It was it was it was a movie that was a product of its time, and it's also maybe it's not a bad movie. It's a cautionary tale on I think the fact of just everyone coming in for a paycheck, and also if you want to do the movie to book adaptations, this is the one that missed the mark so vastly. I think it was aiming at a different target. But the other thing I want to point out is this movie's dated because they refer to the San Diego Chargers. Instead of the, uh, though, though this is one of those times where I, I don't know where I know they were in San Diego. I know they moved to LA now, but who knows with all the movement they do with those teams anymore. But that I thought was a funny dated reference when they were talking about zoos with with stuff, and they mentioned the Chargers, and everyone laughs. And I'm like, well, that's dated now, and some kids gonna be like, gonna be like, wait a second, they aren't in San Diego. Where when did this movie get made? Back in that 
far off year of the 90s? Yes, almost 30 years ago now. Weird. Um, Chris, what about you? Do you feel this is a must-watched movie for you? You... I put you on the spot. It's a it's a must it's a must read book. Okay, good. Say that. It's a must <laughs> yeah. read book. I I one hundred percent agree with you. Thank you for putting that in better terms than I did. <laughs> All right. Um on that note, it was it was a pleasure to have you on, Chris. Um of course join us next month when we will of course be covering Jurassic Park three. But in the meantime, Chris, where can people find more from you on the internet? Actually, yeah. Actually, no, before I do that, before I do that, evidence of alien, true evidence of aliens visiting Earth, or us having cloned dinosaurs, which one? Which one's going to happen I, first? What I prefer? Well, uh, both, both. Which, which do you prefer and which do you think will happen first? Oh my god, okay, so I, I would prefer, I guess, well, knowledge of aliens would be pretty sweet, mm-hmm. and also if we knew aliens were here, then we could also help them... Or they can help us build dinosaurs. Sweet. So that's important. So that's that's the first one. The other problem, though, or yeah, which do I think will happen first? Um, hmm. I don't know if we'd ever clone dinosaurs because, well, I guess like cloning. Didn't we already try to clone a um a mammoth? I, you know, I, think, I like, see that. They're going to do this stuff, and then I completely lose the train of thought of when it's going to happen. Berg? I feel like it was like they found uh, like a really well-preserved mammoth like sometime in the past couple of years, and they said that they have the cells and the capabilities of cloning it, but I don't think it was attempted yet, but I could be wrong on that. But I feel like that, that sounds about right. Yeah, I'm lo- so I'm looking it up now. It looks like they were able to get the cells to like live for a little yeah. bit. But like that's the farthest we've gotten. I think probably we'll get we'll get cloned dinosaurs first before we get alien life uh, evidence. Definitive Maybe birth. dinosaurs are aliens, and when we revive them, they're like, "Thank God!" And then these giant spaceships fly down, and they all look like dinosaurs. <laughs> right. Actually, that, that is a great one. More question for you, Chris, before you get to do your plugs. What killed the dinosaurs? Oh man, a, a meteor. And then also, like, climate change. <laughs> so, you're saying that... <laughs> the Ice Age! Yeah, basically. It was their hubris. Ah, yes, perfect. Yes, it was the dinosaur hubris. Ah, yes. I will edit Wiki, uh, Wikipedia page to reflect that now. Um, Alright, Chris, where can people find more from you? Alright, you can find us on the madscientistpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at madscientistpod. Um, and yeah, anywhere you look for podcasts, the Mad Scientist Podcast is what we're called. Go check us out. We're the logo with the jack-o'-lantern, so we're easy to find. And how is your playthrough of, um, is, it's, it's, it's not Demon Souls, it's Dark Souls. Oh my how, god, dude. How, how is that going for you? This is, so actually I'm playing through, uh, I'm playing through on Twitch, a Dark Souls randomizer. Oof. I oh have oh ended up. I have ended up with the worst weapon, I feel. Oh, I hate this weapon. I've ended up with a Black Knight Great Axe, which has this, like, terrible moveset. It's super slow. But so we, the only boss we have left to kill is Gwyn. And um, and I'm, I'm going to go kill him probably uh, probably sometime this week. I'll kill him. And then we're going to do a Zelda randomizer. So it's going great. Awesome. I, I, I keep on getting the, getting the updates, getting notifications from you, man. And I'm like, man, he is really... Pl- like, if, if you see me playing a Demon Souls game, just assume that there will be a lot of profanity being yelled. So, kudos <laughs> to you, sir. Bro, I love those games. So much fun! Come watch me play on Twitch! Mad Scientist Cogs. There you go. All right. Um, Eric, where can people find more from you? You can find me at Eric Berg, and I, I haven't updated in a very long time. I always throw it out, but I have Backlog Berg where I post pictures. It was like, oh, hey, here's me playing video games, and it's kind of become an Animal Crossing channel, but I haven't really uploaded in months, so you can find me there. Maybe I've kind of had this itch to maybe revive that again, but uh, who knows? We'll see. Alright, and of course you can find Zingness on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, It's at Zingness Podcast on Instagram. You can also find us on Twitch, where I am going to be playing through Resident Evil 4. So, yay for that, and maybe I'll get one of the Dark Souls games and just hate myself. Um, Because I am bad at those games. But I'd like to make an announcement about Ellie's Twitter. Ellie, what is you still have the same Twitter handle, Firefly717777? 
But what did you change your name to on Ugh. there now? He forced me, basically, to Money? do Anime Ellie. So, Ellie is, if, if you find Firefly 717, the name is Anime Ellie. That is this Ellie. Ellie, what animes are you watching this week? Um... Just, just, just give us one. Just, just one. one. Okay, oh. just, just one. I knew I, I knew I just opened a can, so I, know. I need to close it. I was like, it. how many can I mention? Um, I am trying to just hurry up and finish the last season of My Hero because about three weeks ago or four weeks ago, the new season started. So All I right. gotta hurry up and finish so I can get caught up with the most current as they come out weekly episodes. And where are you with your Marvel movie watching? I haven't gotten any farther. Shame. All right, uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye.